It begins well enough. Small at first, but after some healings and moments of deep caring, soon the crowds begin to grow, as did the numbers calling themselves disciples. Those were heady days. He embodied God's love for all who crossed his path, even Samaritans. He lived the kingdom of God here on earth in the here and now. People touched by compassion. God's generosity there for all. God's promises lived out. God's covenant to Israel fulfilled. We touched earth renewed and hoped. Sure, some left when the teachings got too difficult. I mean, who wants to eat bodies and drink blood? And some left as the tension grew. No one likes hanging around on a cross. But mostly we stayed. It all looked so promising. It all looked so promising as Jesus rode the donkey down into the Kidron. We cheered and shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. The villagers cloaked and palm branched our way. Jesus, the king, riding on, on to the victory and restoration. Maybe now the great exile would end. Maybe now the glory of God lost to Babylon would be restored. Maybe now the Shekinah of God will return to the temple. We hope that Rome, with all their legions and weapons and sheer military might, will return from whence they came. We pray that on their heels, their puppets with all our wealth and all their grandeur will follow. Maybe now is the end for the high priests and all their greed, corrupting the temple. For surely now is the year of Jubilee. It began as Jesus rode up from the Kidron, up into the chill of Jerusalem. No cheering here. Just cold indifference. Our small group passed through the gate under Rome's careful eye. Surrounded with bemusement, we trekked up into deadly fear and loathing as the temple loomed on our path. That shadow never left. The threat grew darker. The sun dimmed. Until on Friday, he was stripped of his humanity. The powers nailed him to that cross. The gods of war and wealth, the idols of power and fame, the spirits that destroyed communities, devastating lives, impoverishing the landless, using God as their justification, crucified the one who named their shame and selfishness. They wrapped him tight in their hate, crushing him and all our hopes. As the darkness drowned us, they danced their eternal victory, those false gods. We watched and prayed in silence while Jesus breathed his last. God defeated. God's faithfulness shredded. We sat with Mary by the tomb waiting to bury God's promise. Nothing to do but anoint and wrap, held in the eternal night of despair. It begins in deep darkness.
this new dawn, a sliver of light that greeted the cold breath of our grief. We huddled and waited, just a few women gathering in the gloom to offer this one final act before life resumes in the grey hopelessness. It begins with angels and earthquakes, soldiers are feared and quaking, stones rolled back to reveal a tomb not occupied and linen cloths that once held the dead tidily folded to one side. What begins with this emptiness? Everything begins. Hope is reborn. Compassion renewed. Justice announced. Love reigns. With this empty tomb, the revolution begins. God is not defeated. The chains of death have been broken. The covenant with Israel holds. The promise with humanity stands. The powers that nailed him to that cross are rendered impotent. The gods of war and wealth, the idols of power and fame, the spirits that destroy communities, devastating lives, impoverishing the landless, using God as their justification, they have been defeated. Their dance has finished. Their power is gone. The revolution begins. Resurrection begins. Begins in God. And it begins with Mary's simple words, the first sermon. I have seen the Lord. The revolution continues each time we utter those words. Each time we participate in this resurrection of divine life. We have seen the Lord. It begins. That's probably the shortest sermon ever preached. I have seen the Lord. Mary's sermon. And some of us, maybe me, could learn from that sermon. I have seen the Lord. Resurrection is about now. And so this Easter we are left with two questions. How have we seen the Lord? And what difference does that make? And what does it mean to be resurrected now? Sure, we kind of push it off to the end. But it was now. Now. So I invite you to turn to your neighbour and to talk about those two things. How have you seen the Lord and what difference has it made? And what does resurrection now mean for you 